0: I am your co-host, Biggs, and we got Red with us too. What's up, man?
1: Hey, what's up? Doing? Tell us what we're going to talk about a little bit.
0: So, yeah, we might have... Well, actually, we're going to probably talk about social media today. And some of the bullshit that it causes in, in, in life, even though, you know, we all use it. Yeah. And... But first... Before we get into that topic, I wanted to talk about a little something. So, you know, I mean, you know this about Tanya and how she was diagnosed with cancer. So I'm going to touch on the subject is that she, you know, for the people that don't know, is that my wife Tanya was diagnosed with brain cancer about two years ago. She... Had surgery. um, It was removed. Um, She had radiation. Chemo. And. Has been doing. You know very well with it. So. Two years. You know has gone by. And she had. Two little small. um, Tumors starting to grow. That was coming back. So. Um, her doctor now in Florida, um, when we first came down here or down here, you know, from PA, you know, the PA doctors only wanted to give her six rounds of chemo. So, um, and then the doctor down here said different. And he's like, no, you need at least 12. So, um, he put her on six more rounds of chemo which she just finished her last round um last week huge so um she had her mri um where she's been doing mris every two months and the previous mri you know showed Um, her mri done and her um Her tumors had like slight growth and then the one was stable but the other one grew like a little tiny bit so um you know she was still they were still you know keeping an eye on it doing her chemo so now she just had a scan done um on friday and surprisingly enough as it is is that she just got the results back today so, we weren't um, antici- anticipating any results to at least Tuesday. Well. Wow. So, um, and her, her appointment is on Thursday. Right. So, we got the, the report back, you know, from the doctor. And I'm actually happy to say is that they are starting to shrink. Oh, wow. Huge. So, that, yeah, it is amazing news. Is that yeah. they're they are slowly getting smaller, um, and there's been improvement, you know, with her with her brain, you know, you know, in the area of with where those tumors are. So we got some pretty good news today. So that was really nice to hear, and you know, a lot of people out there have been, you know, very supportive to Tanya and you know with her you know yeah i mean battle with cancer
1: yeah she's been in everybody's prayers i mean it's uh it's it's a hard thing to deal with and and she seems that she's doing well and she's uh it's huge news to hear that uh you know the tumors are shrinking uh i know julie will be happy to hear that too yeah
0: it was it was really um good to hear for sure
1: so i I mean i mean uh you know, I mean, you opened with this topic and, you know, so it's like, you know, I'd have to say, you know, I have a an experience in, in, a, in the medical field, but I, I have never experienced, you know, kind of what you're going through in your thoughts and uh, your process. I'm proud of you, you know, uh, seeing how you've been as a father and as a husband during this process, I, I feel like, uh, you know, my hat's off to you. You know, I, I think you, you know, were more man than you ever could be, uh, you know, uh, you know, you uh, you were there through the whole process, and you continue to be there, and and you continue to keep your head straight. I don't think, you know, not everybody, you know, could keep their head straight, knowing that, uh, you know, the the person that they love dearly, their wife or, or or anybody, is, you know, fighting through a battle that you can't, you know, have the answer for yourself, you know.
0: Right. You know, and you know, have like no control over it, yep. and it's just um, near to she, but like. So what's she, honestly, uh,
1: what's what's. I mean, what's you tell me, I mean, I, you know, is is the idea that, you know, these these tumors will always be there or, you know, and they're just trying to shrink them. And, and then, you know, longevity wise, I mean, the time have a fighting chance to do another 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, to be honest with you, let me before I say to somebody have a chance to do 20, 40 years, I mean, all of us, you know, could, you know visit the good lord tomorrow it's whenever his journey home for us is ready so it's not like your wife is any different than anybody else and we see it as that because we have emotions and pain and and we 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 feel as if oh you know when you've been diagnosed with something well you know your uh your day is over and in reality you know your wife has proven that you can keep a strong mind and and you can focus all of our days could end, you know, whether or not it's at a traffic accident or whether it's, you know, wherever or whatever it may be. But I mean, tell me, does is this is is this diagnosis with this type of cancer is this what is this what they call terminal? Is is that what it is, Kurt? Is, is that yeah, is?
0: Pre- yeah, pretty much. I mean, it will always, you know, be there. Um, it's just that um, you just have to like stay on top of it and like i mean but there has been like some success stories with the with the type of cancer that that she does have is that um you know there has been people that um <clears throat> have lived you know you know more than five ten years you know going on ten years some are even going on you know ten plus yeah. and um so it's huge so there is hope i mean I mean, cancer is a killer, but like, I mean, and, you know, brain cancers is no like, you know, it's not like one of those cancers that could, you know, easily go away, you know, so it's,
1: it's scary. Um, it's scary. Yeah. And, if, and if you look at today, they released some news out of the World Cancer Organization. Um, and they, you know, they're concerned a new study came out that, you know, it's 30 and 40 year old men and women, um, you know, getting cancer when cancer used to attack uh, you know, the human body at around 60 and above. And now, you know, when they look at the new study, they're seeing more cancer in 30 and 40 year olds, uh, than they've ever seen, you know, in, uh, in the history of cancer. So it is concerning, you know, it's, it's, it's a scary, it's a scary thing. Um, you know, I think you guys are taking the right approach to it. Oh, you're taking that, you know, not only, you know, you're, you're spending special moments, you guys are relocated you know, where you guys can make new memories and, and always have something to do, you know, kind of, once you lived up here, it's like, how many times can you go to big lots or how many times can you go to BJ's up there? You know, you guys are going to dinners. You're, you're, so, I mean, you're keeping your mind busy. So I think it was like the healthiest move going up there and, and for the way you guys are dealing with it, my hat's off to you. Let me, while we're talking about this though, so, you know, yeah. your, your daughter, Madison, you know, she's very intelligent. So how, how does she deal with, uh, with the fact that that her mother has this,
0: I mean, to be honest, I don't think she really like. Um,
1: There's no way to tell, right? It's one of those things right. where where mom still looks like mom, right? Yeah,
0: like I mean, she. I don't think she understands the sev- you know severity of it. I guess.
1: Sure. Sure. Um. So. Uh, do you think, you know, I've seen her, I've seen her grow a lot and I've seen her been, you know, more supportive in the household, While Tanya's been fighting through her emotions and stuff. I mean, do, do you think that maybe it, it in certain aspects has gave Madison, maybe like it, where certain aspects, maybe she's a little older than what, what her age will tell you?
0: I think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. she's definitely be, been, you know, very helpful, you know, around the house and helping her out, you know, when I'm at work at work or whatever and, you know, she's, she's always been that way. And even when she was younger, like as soon as she could walk and talk, you know, like she would help out. She wanted to help out like with doing certain things. Now it's kind of like almost a chore because since she's getting older and almost being a teenager, but like she'll still do it, but she'll give that little sassy attitude that goes with it.
1: Sure, sure, sure. But Well, I mean, you know, during that whole thing, you know, your wife what we know is uh, what we think we know is one of the most feared things, which is disease to our body because that's the way we're brought up to fear it. You know, she did great. She's been fighting through it. And, you know, she's her children, you know, don't have not dropped into any deep depressions. Her husband hasn't dropped into depression. So I think a lot of uh, power to Tanya too. I, I'm really, really proud of her. I mean, you know, if she didn't keep an upstate mind, that would affect you. That would affect the children. And, and she's continued to thrive forward. You know.
0: Oh yeah, one one hundred percent. Like
1: you know, she's a she she a fighter. Now have and, you um, have you seen her where you thought maybe a point where it was too much for her? Or
0: yeah, I mean, like, well, chemo definitely, you know, takes she, she and she always said it too. Like chemo takes a lot out of you. And you know, she was um. Struggling a little bit, you know, to keep up with it, but like, um, but she did it. Like, you know, she, she did what she had to do. Um, even though she felt like shit, you know, she still did it. And, um, yeah, yeah. you definitely have to, like, you know, like you said, tip your hat and, like, it's, crazy. um, you know, a, a crazy thing, even though it's, you know, it, I mean, I, I, I gotta hand it to her because, like, you know, if it was like me, like, I wouldn't have the, I don't think I would have the strength to do it. To do like you know what she did, I'd be like you know what, just let this fucking thing kill me. Right. But like she's she's a fucking fighter and um and she and, is a
1: know. fighter. She she keeps up in spirits no matter what. She's smiling. She's putting up with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I imagine when you're diagnosed like this, you know, in my years of practicing medicine, I've seen some suicides and 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 with those suicides, some I used to always say, man, why would someone kill themselves? And and it's like, listen. The reality is sometimes people can't handle the circumstances in life. And, you know, one of the great reasons people commit suicide is, you know, they've been diagnosed with something that's very fatal. And they mm-hmm. think, you know, life is over. And, you know, and Tanya's proven fact that, you know, just fight as hard as you can and, and uh, keep the faith and, you know, and uh, and let, let life continue. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how proud I am of her um i'll tell you that you know the big thing is it seems like she doesn't fear it and and that's what it really takes to uh you know fight anything and that's not fear it you know yeah yeah you because i asked her about these appointments and it seems like you know i would you know you feel like you you not being the person you feel like you know you'll be shitting in your pants you know like there's a new lung scan that comes out and i'm a heavy cigarette smoker i smoke fucking pot like it's you know, growing off of trees. Well, it is trees, smoke weed every day. <laughs> but I'm going to say that, you know, in sense, the, um, like, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I do know, like I said, that, you know, I'm overly proud of her. I think you know her mind's maintained strength. Um, I'd like to say I could be just as strong as her, but there's a new lung scan out right now that you can, like, go get your, like, scan and find out if you got anything going or you can get these scans or these scans. And, you know, it's a scary thing to walk in there and have somebody scan you and tell you, you know what I mean? Like, do you right. want to go to the doctors tomorrow big and, and have them, you know, go over you with a fine tooth comb? And, and you know, isn't it kind of scary? Because at 40, you don't you find like you feel like if you, they go over you with a fine tooth comb, man, you're fucked, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else, too? Like once we hit 40 is like, I, I'm more fucking worried about getting a fucking doctor shove his finger up my ass. Yeah. To check for fucking prostate cancer. Like,
1: fuck. Fuck, yeah, that is serious. I mean, listen, if he's going to shove my finger up my ass, he better finger it hard, bro. Because, right. re- right. the, the, you know, I mean, that doctor, I'm going to tell you right now, he right. better he better massage that prostate and make my shit juice. <laughs> he better fucking...
0: Uh, hopefully he has fucking small hands. was I, I, the first thing I'm looking at. Like, nope, I don't want him.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> what, I'll tell Give you what, man. Give me
0: somebody else.
1: They got new like prostate tests and things you can take or whatever. You know the the scary thing is is it's like you know as you get older you just don't know and it's like you know what? Don't worry about knowing. Worry about today and and I think your wife is a perfect example of that. You know she's not worried that she has a test two months from now to tell her if it grew or shrunk again. She's looking at today was great and tomorrow's even going to be better. So you know that's really the way you got to look at it. You know it. You know. Uh, but I got it. Like I said, it is definitely. Uh, it's tough to deal with. Did you, let me ask you another question while we're on this topic. I mean, did you guys prepare for the worst for, nor you or, or yourself? Like everybody says, Oh, you know, you should really have a, you know, life insurance or you should have this, you should have this, not, not because you have cancer. I mean, just because we're 40, I mean, um, you know, have you thought, did you write anything down on paper that this is what would happen if something happened to either one of you or what?
0: I mean, yeah, we've thought about it and like it, and of course now, like you, re- it's really you know hard to get life insurance, especially now that you know she has a pre-existing
1: condition. Oh yeah, right, yeah. And if you could get so, it now, it would be so expensive, you know.
0: Exactly, and like yeah, so I mean, no the company not will even,
1: give us anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even saying life insurance, but you know, my grandmother just died, and I and I really believe yeah. that you know uh, that was the first person that I lost that really meant a lot to me in life, and I'll tell you that. Um, you know you just putting something on piece of paper and going to a notary and having them see her license and her see your license and you say hey I want all my stuff to go to Madison and and this and then have them notarize it and she says this or hey if something happens to Kurt my kids stay with Tanya if something happens to Tanya my kids stay with Kurt and then have that notarized because then like listen if anything ever happens to anybody then at least it's on paper you know.
0: Right, yeah, like a like a notary public or something. and like, Yeah, yeah like, your, you know where you get, yeah,
1: where you get li- your, a will or something. Yeah, but a lot of people where they don't want to go deep into a will, you can just go to, like, a tax and tags place, and they'll notarize whatever the hell you two put on paper. As long as your signature's at the bottom and you got an ID and her signature's at the bottom, she's got ID. I mean, Julie and I got to go do that, too. I mean, in reality, you know, my grandmother, she filled out a paper and she said what she wants to happen, but you know where it went wrong? She never fucking got it notarized. So all it is is a note on a piece of paper that my nanny signed that, to be honest with you, in the court of law, don't mean a shit. Right. And the scariest thing, like I said, you know, I thought my family was tighter than that. Uh, from my family and my life but in reality when when i saw death i thought shit man I, i'm not too sure it doesn't i mean if somebody wants my walking grandmother sweater right now they want you to pay five dollars you know mm-hmm. uh you know and like i said i think you know everybody i i just had my first son as you know he's he's now well, he's 13 months old yeah uh, i'll tell you that in reality um, you know, I'm going to do it this week, I'm going to try, and I think you should think about it too, I'm going to try to write something down on paper and have it notarized, and so that way, if something happens to me, or something happens to you, something to mine, I want it on paper, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, we thought of that, and...
1: Yeah, but yeah, you know, we're... the problem is, is we think about it, but we should just do it, you know? Yeah. Like you said, we're not all as tough as Tanya, you know, so... Something happens, one of us. We get in a car accident. Where I'm like, oh, I'll just let us fucking die. <laughs> right. Right. But anyway, you as a husband, I mean, you're doing good. You feel good. You're not nervous. You know that your wife is strong, and that's kept you strong, right?
0: It has, yeah. Like, I mean, when I, you know, when I first found out, you know, I broke down for sure. And like, you know, when she was in the hospital and. Um, I remember just sitting in the waiting room and I freaking just lost it and broke down. And like, I'm like, you know, why the fuck couldn't this happen to me? Like, why not me? Like, why her? Like, she did nothing to anybody. Like, and I'm like, why? You know, you know, I would have like, if there was a way for me to take her brain and she can have mine, I would have done it. And... Like, and I would have took her cancer and, and why, like, it, it, it really pissed me off and, and, and I did bl- you know, I, I blame God for it too. I'm just like, why, like, why, why not me? Like, really? is you know, I would have took it.
1: Well, I think, like... I think, I think you said it early in the conversation. You're right. Everybody blames God real quick, but I think you said it early in the conversation where you would just let him kill you, you know? You just and, said it earlier in the conversation you said if you got this you would you would you would you would Yeah, I up. probably would I would yeah, I would just let it kill me. Yeah. You would let you give up, you say.
0: Right? But like I mean I pro- I mean I would try but like I mean if I had to like die for my family, you know, I, I I would do it.
1: Yeah, I do. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean honestly, I agree 100% and I know you would. I know you would do anything to take Tanya's, you know, pain and suffering away. And believe it or not, you've done it without even having to take her cancer. You've stayed a cheerful for her husband. You still laugh at her jokes, her memes. You, 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 you have completely nonchalantly, you know, whether she wants to admit it or not, she's went through some, some uh, ups and downs in her own state of mind. And I'm sure you, as a husband, you didn't realize it, but you, she was coming at you hard this day or fucking not doing this this day and and uh you know you stayed that cheerful husband and and stood by her you know right i don't know like i said i don't know anybody everybody's going to respond different to you know those type of situations i think it's deep i think that the fact they're shrinking is good you know and i think that's really positive um but i do think like i said um you should put something on paper and like i said it's not to do it because she has cancer i'm saying anybody should do that yeah like, i, I mean yeah, and, fuck somebody and,
0: and you're right yeah anyone could we, could we could freaking die tomorrow
1: yeah it doesn't matter right. like say yeah say like you die tomorrow you know god forbid we're not gonna say you but somebody and then yeah the other people's in-laws are trying to take the kids you know what i mean right like this isn't this isn't this is no bullshit you know what i mean like in reality, like if I die, my wife knows that my mother's gonna come in. She's gonna help with Isaiah. My wife's not gonna take Isaiah up to, up from me. She's not gonna. She's not going to uh make sure that he doesn't learn, you know, me because that. He thinks he's gonna die, you know, one day, and he knows he is. So my biggest thing to my wife when I had a baby is, don't, don't you dare if I go, you know, Uncle Kurt's still Uncle Kurt, and and he has to see my shit. You can't just take him up and let him ra- be raised by, you know, my, uh, my in-laws, not against them, but that's not how I was raised. You know, you want your Madison to know Satterton, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, she, she still, I mean, she still talks to us, like one of her friends that she met, you know, um, well, when we lived in North Wales, but,
1: um, well, my plan is anything happens to either one of you. My plan's always been the same. The other ones come to move with me with the kids. And that's it. So if something happens to you, Biggs. I mean, your wife and your kids are gonna move in with me. I'm gonna take care of them. We're gonna make sure they never forget Biggs. Yeah. You know. And if something happens to Tanya, then you then you're moving in. Something happens to me, you're moving in. You, we'll we'll make something work. And and uh and no matter what, we'll we'll try to have a plan. But like yeah. I said, it doesn't mean because Tanya has cancer, she's the next one to go. It could be anybody. You know what I mean, Bigs? you
0: you're right. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got I got. I mean, I don't know about you, but I got a friend a year that dies and, uh, and so far every friend that died a year hasn't died from any disease that's been buying at the wrong place at the wrong time. But anyway, listen, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't even, you know, my biggest thing is I'm so proud to hear that, you know, that her cancer is, uh, shrinking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm so proud to hear that and see that you Madison and everybody is doing so great with. The, the process of it and uh you know i'm here to support you the matter what in it um you know and uh anybody needs anything there i'm here you're in my prayers you know it makes me sick too that you know my brother found the love of his life and she happens to you know be dealing with something but you know you know you know um no matter what you know the reality is um tanya and you have gotten stronger because of this so that's good you know
0: yeah and we'll, yeah we'll we'll get through it,
1: we'll get through it, yeah, man. I mean, Jeff, that one you know there's plenty of people that that beat the odds, you know, so, and like I said, the odds are the odds, you know it, you know she's doing well, and you know every day they're looking for research to to fix the problem, so you know it's not like it used to be before you know it, there'll be a vaccine you know, or something to slow it down,
0: right. I just, you know, going back to like, you know, um, insurance coverage, I think it, it, that's a little bit of fucking crock that, you know, you can't get coverage because you have a fucking, I mean, I get in a, in a way, I guess I do understand, but I still think it's fucking bullshit because well, you, like, can
1: get, you can get life insurance, right? For terminally ill, but it's only for the rich. So it's like, if you wanted life insurance for, Say say say, you know, uh, they say I'm gonna die in a week and Julie's so like, Oh, we want life insurance. It's like they want you to pay like eighty four thousand up front. And then if it's like, hey, you have a disease where they say you could die in a year to two or three, then they want like between thirty five hundred and fifty eight hundred a month. So then that way when they pay out, there's you know, some of the money put in it. and that's the way they do it. But I mean, the life insurance is, is really weird. You know, what's fucked up about life insurance is all, all that stuff is, you know, when we go to high school, they don't tell us anything about it. We never know anything about it. And then life goes crazy. And, and, yeah. uh, and then it's like, shit, it's too late. But, you know, I'm, I, as you know, in my life, you know, I, I grew up in the hood and then I, you know, I, then I, you know, blah, 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 blah. But in sense, you know, when I made it out of the hood and I, and I made a business career and, life for myself you know i i made very good money had assets and i never ever got life insurance and uh my wife's the same you know so it's not like you know we we call them up and they're like oh well we'll take 1300 dollars a month we're like oh the fuck you will they're like well you guys smoke cigarettes we're like man fuck you bro if i save 1300 months till the day i die it's going to give me more than the fucking coverage you're gonna get my wife anyway
0: right you know what i mean yeah and i mean i have i have life insurance i guess through i'm covered through through my work work. and so like my fucking ass is worth more dead than i am alive like
1: yeah you know what them jobs let me tell you something about let me tell you something i used to run some big companies and when i ran them big companies i learned about the dirt of business and the dirt of business sometimes is a little off so you get a job and they say hey listen man we're going to give you life insurance you know what, I always say, hey, let me see the policy because you know what they're gonna pay out your family ten grand and they took a policy out you for hundred and ten. So they take a hundred for when their employee dies, and they give you ten. And they make you sign that paper because you're a normal Josh guy, like I would. You sign that, like my mother signed a couple years ago to hers, it's ten grand. It gets you so excited. But the company's got out a hundred and ten fucking grand on your name. So when you do croak ten years from now. They had you sign this fucking policy. Your wife is excited because she gets a letter in the mail talking about she gets 10,000 fucking dollars. But, you know, blah blah company wrote the fucking insurance on you. I ran a couple big businesses and all the way down from running, you know, regular businesses to big businesses. Walmart does the same fucking thing. You know, Walmart will give you $25,000 in coverage and they got a $200,000 fucking policy out on you. So that's get, fucked
0: up. So you mean they're telling me they're that they're gonna fucking benefit from from their employees' mm-hmm, death? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh my god. You see, that's the shit. That's, that's that bullshit that I'm yeah. fucking talking about with fucking corporations.
1: It's the Fuck bullshit me. it's the bullshit it's, with corporations. It's you corporate know what? fucking greed, man. It's Jeez. corporate fucking greed, and listen, dude, no bullshit right now. Like your wife, your wife has been diagnosed with a possible terminal disease. And in reality, Are you telling me right now? Are you telling me right now that all the money and foundations that are put together, like, you know, if your wife wakes up tomorrow and says that she wants to go to fucking Miami Beach and be on a boat and eat, you know, Sufi fish, she should have the option to do that. You know, it's a shame that, you know, it's really a shame that how we're treated and it's supposedly in America, um, you know, the land of the free and everybody gets treated well. But, you know. You you asked me like Montel Williams he's had he's he's got diagnosed with what MS and uh, he went out of the country took experimental medicine and I think to this day he's walking talking having a great life and it's like you know what can your wife get a little bit of that right seriously like I mean I, I, I guess like are you, you have telling to... me right like they came out with a pill the other day right <laughs> uh, six months ago they offered a pill and it's a it's a it's a cancer fighting pill right. And the pill itself, you know, I, I don't exactly mark me, but I'll look it up our next broadcast. We'll talk about it. But the pill is something like $4 million a pill. Jesus Christ. So how the fuck you come up with that money for that pill, it's ridiculous, you know? And then today I wake up, I'm reading medical news because, you know, I don't watch TV a lot. I really like to study like news and stuff and, and, and you know, where the world's going and. I've seen the cancer diagnosis in 30 and 40-year-olds is up higher than it's ever been. Why is that happening to our 30 and 40-year-olds? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So then I look and I say, you know, on the other side of things, I realize that it's really fucked up because um, 30 and 40-year-olds are getting cancer. But then they just came out with a vaccine. So the crackheads, the fucking good-for-nothing motherfuckers that want to continue to fucking smoke rock, the motherfuckers out there fucking sniffing coke. Fucking, you know, doing heroin now. They come up with a fucking uh, a fucking vaccine. So when you smoke your fucking crack and you fucking sniff heroin or you sniff or smoke heroin or you fucking shoot heroin, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you're not gonna fucking you're not gonna OD anymore because they're gonna give you a vaccine that fights against fentanyl. Uh, Yeah, so all our scientists, you're working on how you can figure out how the fuck you can save the motherfucker. (laughs) That doesn't want to be saved. You know what I mean? That's,
0: that's what they're worried about. But yet we can't cure cancer.
1: Right. They're worried about, they're like, wait a minute. Fentanyl killing so many people. Let's figure out how to stop fentanyl from killing like, the human body. You fucking stupid it, piece of shit.
0: It's a fucking joke. Let them fucking kill themselves by, by fucking doing drugs. If that's their fucking choice, that's
1: their fucking choice. Yeah. If you it's know, their choice, like, it's their choice. And listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, again, I have a lot of medical background. You know, addiction has nothing to do with a person's choice once you do a real drug. So it's like if someone says, hey, I sniffed some coke or "Hey, I did some heroin. And if they tell you that and they're not still doing it, then guess what? They didn't do real shit. They done some stepped on bullshit, some Tylenol crushed up. If you get cocaine, people say, what color is it? What color? Let me ask you, Biggs. What color is cocaine? Um, White. So cocaine is yellow. Um, and it comes when it's broken down and cut down, it turns to the color white because of all the other things that are thrown in it. So in reality, again, people don't get access, but the first time you do a real line of Coke, you're addicted for life. And people say, well, why, why is that? And you look at it and you go, once you get that powerful, the drug in your body, it throws a chemical imbalance in your body. Your body will never feel the same without that chemical imbalance being, uh, corrected. So, you know, if you look at the study of what addiction is, it's basically, you know, imagine a cup of water that's all the way to the top and then somebody did a real drug and that water, that cup of water spilled out halfway. That cup mm-hmm. of water will never boil again to the top until they do the drug. So it mm-hmm. is like, it is intense. But I'll tell you what, my true opinion is, honestly, is how dare you guys come up with a vaccine vaccine? to fucking worry about, Uh, you know, saving their day, you know, right. Nothing against them. I mean, they're out there doing their thing and that's up to them. And I, you know, once they got involved, they got involved. But my opinion is very clear. It is, like I said, vaccines should be more, you know, if you're trying to save lives, you need to focus on what's killing our people, which is cardiac arrest, cancer. Yeah. Um, and all that shit, you know, that's really what's killing our kind and of course bullets, but I don't know, Kurt, you know, the the shitty part is, is our grandfathers live longer than we ever will. And then our mothers and fathers will be the next to live longer than we ever will. And we will (laughs) live shorter. So, I mean, it's just a shame. Like, what the fuck do you look at when you're 40 years old? Do you really think you live another 40, bro?
0: Right.
1: I mean, honestly, do you honestly think as a 40 year old man, that you're going to live to 80.
0: It's really hard to say. I don't I honestly don't think I I probably will make it that well, long. Well,
1: let me ask you a question. How old did your grandfather live to?
0: My grandfather he lived to he was in his 90s. Okay.
1: now let me ask you the next question for the next generation down. How long did your dad live? How old was he?
0: Well, my
1: my stepfather. Uh, no, uh, he's, he's your dad in your eyes. So, I mean, how old was he?
0: He was in his. Oh, fuck. He was in his 40s.
1: 40s, 50s, something in there. Probably yeah, in his 50s, right? Right there. Yeah.
0: I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was like late late 40s.
1: So, every one of my. My grandfather had a big. A lot of brothers. And every one of his brothers died 45, 50, 49. And he had one brother lived to seventy and he lives he's living still at ninety. So the reality is our generation lives to sixty to seventy max. And that's just a reality of our generation. So there's no way the scientists are trying to figure it out every second. but in reality, that's really truthfully what they give the common man to live. Hmm. And that's it. That is that is it. So that's why I say someone like your wife that was told uh, that they this happened to her. It's not really that different than anybody else because, you know, like I said, I mean, there's not – if you look it up right now, I mean, you could look it up as we speak, but there's not many men that live – it's different. Our fathers, it is different. Like Julie's father, he's, you know, 60-some years old, and he's still trucking along. But, you know, it is shown medically proven that that men that are currently our age, our generation, will only Mm -hmm. live between we're 60 and 70.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll (sighs) tell you what that is and that is we grew up in a generation that we can't bypass burger king got a special we're getting it wendy's got a special we're getting it you know what we love to cook at home but we yeah. also love a nice ass fucking out to eat it's too easy and too fucking nice and convenient for people like us
0: i'll confer man like i will not i will not freaking argue with that mm-hmm. statement
1: and I can guarantee you, when you looked at your, your grandfather back then, he was not stopping every day at the fucking Wendy's Burger King like we, could, we, we do. No. You no. Wouldn't. Nope. So, it's kind of like, you know, where the world went. But, I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, the sense of the thing, I guess, you know, this podcast has a lot to do about, like I said, we talked about your wife and we talked about, um, you know, the fact that life is, uh, I guess you could say too short all around, right? It is.
0: Life is fucking
1: short. Life is fucking short. How about that? Life ends up being short, but, you know, in reality, um, sometimes every time I have an accomplishment, I look and I say, is that the end of my journey? Like, I remember, you know, when I made my first million dollars, I thought, you know, is there, what, this is it, man? Like, I, I don't know, like, fuck, man. Like, you know, and then I moved it had my first home and I'm like, holy shit. Like, like people don't see this until they're 40 or 50, you know? And now, you know, then I got this and got this and I'm like, you know, then I realized as I got older possessions don't mean shit, man. It's, 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 uh, it's like, you know, I mean, we all do the same thing. We want to sit down watch a TV show, relax and eat some good food. Right.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, besides that, nothing else matters. I mean, I don't care anymore. I used to care. I wanted the night. I'm like sure I got the nicest rebox. You know, I got diamonds in my earrings. I got fucking here he is, you know. um, And now I'm like I'm out there. I got a fucking hole in my shoe. You know what I mean? I got fucking, I got, you know, I mean, I got the stepping out gear still available, but I just don't feel like there's an occasion. Like, you don't get dressed handsome every day, right? No. No. Like, if you got to go somewhere, then you're going to get yourself dressed up a little bit. But besides that, you're chilling in some fucking shorts or some sweatpants, right?
0: I'm always in fucking, sh- like, well, mostly a lot down here, you know. I've been mostly shorts and short sleeve shirts and flip-flops.
1: Moves down the floor. I'm walking around in my weenie bikini out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Listen, I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's it's so great talking to you, you know. We're going to be doing a lot of podcasts, a lot of different types of stuff, talking, talking, and, and doing good with it. Um, and I think it's going to be exciting. We were absolutely. supposed to talk, weren't we supposed to talk a little bit about the internet, but now we're going to
0: talk about social media, but we got off topic and that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it is okay. I think it was a good topic. I think, you know, we had some good points.
0: Yeah,
1: um, absolutely yeah i mean i i guess the
0: uh we can definitely talk about we could definitely talk about fucking social media whatever
1: yeah we can talk about yeah. social media i mean the next podcast we can talk about social media basically of course you like you said we're going to talk a lot about the fact that it's hard to get your name out there on social media you know it's there's a bunch of things that we're we're going to bring up and you can listen to that next podcast. I think we're going to hit on points about how hard it is to make a name on social media, how easy it is to be bullied mm-hmm. on social media. Um, and then I think we're going to talk about the temptation of social media. and How then... easy
0: it is to be banned on fucking social media. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, shit. I'm,
1: I have never been on social media.
0: I agree with you. 100%. I mean, most of the
1: times you do agree with me most of the times, but I, you know, I think we're eventually going to have to hit on this topic.
0: So we're going to go ahead and end the podcast right here. And we'd like to thank you um, for tuning in and listening to us Um, as always, you know, listen to us on Spotify and Apple podcasts and Google podcasts and iHeartRadio, Pandora, all of them. Also, please follow our uh, Facebook page for future um, recordings. And if you'd like to be on our show, please leave a comment. And um, also, you know, like us on um, YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook, like I said, and TikTok and Instagram. And uh, we hope you have a great night.